discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Can you lift your hands and just thank God? Just thank God for love economy and what the Father has done for us. Let's thank God for His goodness. The grace of God is abundant in this place. Thank God for His commission, His work. Give Him the glory. Thank God for this place. Thank God for your bishop's life and all that he is doing. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Let's be grateful to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for love economy. Thank you for making us partakers of this grace. Thank you for giving us shepherds after your own heart and leaders. Thank you for guiding us in the way. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. We are grateful, Father, for showing us mercy. We are grateful, Father, for the riches of your grace for your kindness we acknowledge that all this is of you thank 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 you Jesus thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. To him alone be all glory, praise and honor forever. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Today is a special day. And as you listen to God's word, I want you to listen in the spirit. Because today may seem to be an ordinary day, but it is extraordinary in the spirit. It is extraordinary. The Holy Ghost told me that today is the day of miracles. Yes. I'm telling you. So you have to grab the miracle. You have to. 
Hallelujah. It's in the spirit. It may seem to be ordinary, but it, it is extraordinary. Hallelujah. It is extraordinary. And so I did two or three days ago, I was lying on my bed. I've been praying, Lord, what message do you have for your people? So in my heart, I've already had something come and share. That as I was lying down, I heard a voice four to five times. The voice said in my ears, the almightiness of this great power. Word for word. The almightiness of this great power. Then it will stop and it will say it, it, it will come again. The almightiness of this great power. Then it will come again. The almightiness of this great power. Then the last time, the almightiness of this great power. That's what God said I should bring to you. The almightiness of this great power. Praise God. But it's a day of miracle. So many things are going to happen. And it's going to be traceable to, to this day. And I want you to develop, open your heart, have the capacity to receive what is going to happen in the spirit realm. So lift up your hands. Father, you told me today is a miracle day. Our hearts are open for miracles of every kind. Miracles of every kind. Be it spiritual, be it financial, be it social, be it relational, be it physical, be it material, be it in the area of career, be it in the area of our assignment. Father, you cannot lie and you spoke to me that this is a miracle day and the good things that are going to manifest are going to be traceable to today. Father, make known unto us your power, which is available to us already. And we will walk in a different realm, a different dimension altogether. Thank you, the Lord. We will not miss the day of our visitation. We have known the things which belong to our shalom. We have known in this our day, and we will not miss our visitation. Therefore, Father, the portals be opened in Jesus' name for the trafficking of angels. The trafficking of angels. For the release of heaven's arsenals in the name of Jesus, we step into, into the reality of all that you have for us to the glory of God, to the glory of God, to you be all glory, praise and honor forever. Thank you in Jesus' name, the Son of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Whatever your need is, expect that it will be met today. Hallelujah. I wanted to sit down with great expectation and especially as God's word comes, just be in tune. You see, Galatians 3 5 says that He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you. Do what he is by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Paul is telling the Galatians that the one who works miracles amongst them, how does he do it? Does he do it by the works of the law, by you trying to merit it? By you trying to merit it by your effort or by your strength? Or it comes by the hearing of faith? Obviously the answer is by the hearing of faith. So 
You receive miracles by the hearing of faith. That's what he's saying. Praise God. The more you hear and you open your heart, that's how miracles come. He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you. Now in the Greek, the tenses, you know, in the Greek tense is actually he that is constantly, he that is constantly working miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the Lord or by the hearing of faith? So brethren, God is constantly working miracles. It is constant. It is perennial. It is a flow. He does it by the hearing of faith. Praise God. He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from all their distractions. So the word carries God's DNA. The word is an edible substance. Whatever you need is encapsulated in the word because the word is Christ himself. As we hear, you begin to grab. It's powerful. Because the Lord told me it's a miracle day. Yeah. Ma, 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 katale. Op, just open your spirit. Last two weeks, I had a testimony. Last two weeks, there was this lady who was sitting down as I was preaching. Her womb had been removed. Her womb had been removed. And she said, as she was listening and as I was preaching, her heart was open. She just felt something from the preaching just enter into her spirit. Actually into her womb. And she said, I receive it. It's mine. As I'm speaking, she has given birth to, to twins. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. So God's word is powerful. It's so powerful. I remember one day I was preaching and there was this lady, she said, she doesn't have her period. She's a woman and she doesn't have her period. It doesn't come. So you, you sit down. As the word of God was going, began to minister the spirit. She began to menstruate right in the meeting. <laughs> you see how powerful God's word is? God's word is always powerful. It depends on how we receive it. One day I finished preaching and I had a call after two weeks, 14 days after my preaching. And a young man called me and said, Say, I have been, I have been masturbating for 14 years. And I masturbate five times a day. He said, in fact, I have masturbated so much that I have problems. My hands are even weak. And because of the masturbation, I have filled my exams many, many years. So my mates are just far advanced. Uh-huh. But he said, as you were preaching, I saw something leave me. He said, I have gone two weeks. I went two weeks forgetting I used to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, that's the power of God's word. The power of God's word. Hallelujah. One day I was standing by a junction. I had finished preaching. And a lady was in a car. She just stopped because she saw my picture. She just stopped and came. Why? said, oh, you don't know me, but you were preaching at this meeting, and whilst you were preaching, I had a terminal disease. Everything was, everything disappeared. Just by the word. Yeah. Okay. Three days ago, someone told him that I was, as, as he was hearing the word, he had a problem with his nose. A black substance came out of the nose. 
and everything ceased. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is that you can receive your husband under this, in this miracle service. <laughs> you can receive your wife in this miracle service. You can receive promotion in your job in this miracle service. You can receive the gifts of the Spirit in this miracle service. That addiction that has been troubling you for a long time, after this service, it will be no more. It will be no more. Listen, before you realize the car is coming, that house is coming, you have peace in your home. Your husband becomes loving. Your wife becomes so submissive. The fees are being paid. Miracles upon miracles. This time you are serving God with joy and delight. This time when you come to the house of God, it, there, there's no struggle, there's no drudgery. You do it with ease. This time responding to the ministry is not difficult again. You serve God with freeness, with easiness. The supernatural comes upon you. And all anointings and graces are locating you. Whatever you have coveted, whether it is the gifts of the spirit, whatever you have earned for, sorry, yearned for, desired, today is the day. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken? Shall he not make it good? It's a miracle day. All is because God loves us. And we are his children. We are his children. For the Lord's portion is his people. And Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. Mama, 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 mama. The Lord maintains our cup. He's the lot of our inheritance. The lions have fallen to us in pleasant places. We have a goodly heritage. God is here working among us. We have the heritage of our father Jacob. Whatever your need is, he's working in the midst of us. Zebra Kabata Mama Shite Robatante Shibra Si Shikatete Marakatele Sunday Glory to the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. Mama Shibra Kate Rabakare Zushebakatete Shibra Katale Zushekete. Thank you, Jesus. To him alone be all glory. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. Are you ready for God's word? So, Bishop always tells you not to receive the word of God ordinarily. He has taught you how to receive. And I know you know how to receive with your spirit. So, we are speaking about the power of God. Because that's what God said I should tell you. So you know what the power can accomplish in your life. Your life is supposed to be the miraculous so that you can have the sanity of mind to concentrate on God's work. You understand? Uh -huh. Where God is taking us, this is not a time to be worried about school fees and to be worried about cancer. You are supposed to represent Jesus in health, in wealth, in strength so that you can focus on the mission. We are here because of the assignment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the Bible, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this meeting. Take over and have preeminence. Brood over us supernaturally. Unfold your word to us. We yield to you and to your guidance and leadership. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God has different names in the Bible. Every name of God is a revelation of himself. His names are revelations of who he is or what he has. One name of God that reveals his power is the name Almighty. Almighty. Because God said the almightiness of this great power. Yeah. Almighty. So I want us to understand that the dynamism of that name, Almighty. You see. So the name Almighty is directly related to God's power. Almighty. But I want us to understand how the word Almighty is used in four different languages. How the word Almighty is used in four different languages. First of all, in English language, the word Almighty is Almighty. <laughs> but you see, it came from Anglo-Saxon. Anglo-Saxon. You know the Anglo-Saxon? They were G Germanic tribes that once conquered Europe. So, the word has its roots in German. So, in, in Anglo-Saxon, the, the word Almighty actually means one who has an infinite and absolute plenitude of power. Infinite and absolute plenitude of power. Infinite, absolute plenitude of power. And these terms can only describe God. They can only describe God. When we say infinite, infinite, infinite means without limit. So God's power is without limit. It's without limit. The Bible tells us, the invisible things of him from the beginning of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even the Godhead and his eternal power, so that they are without excuse. Romans 1 verse 20. Even the Godhead and his eternal power. Now he calls God's power eternal. That means God's power is without limit. God's power is without end. God's power is infinite. God's power is limitless. His power is absolute. God has spoken once. Yea, twice have I heard that power belongeth unto God. Psalm 62 verse 11. Through the greatness of thy power shall all thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Psalm 66 verse 3. So God's power is endless. Job 37 verse 5 tells us that God tendereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which we cannot comprehend. Now Job 37 22 says that fair weather cometh out of the north and with God is terrible majesty. Touching the almighty we cannot find him out because he is excellent in power in judgment and in plenty of justice and he will not afflict job 37 verse 23 touching the almighty 
we cannot find him out he's excellent in power so when we speak of the almighty we are speaking about excellency of power excellency of power so in english he's the almighty now let's talk about latin in latin the same word is the word omnipotent omnipotent now the word omnipotent is, a, is, a, is the word almighty now omnipotent is latin when it is anglicized it's almighty it's the same name omnipotent is latin but when it is anglicized it's almighty john said i heard a voice from heaven as of a great multitude the voice as of as of many waters and as, and as of mighty thunderings, saying the lord god almighty reigneth the lord god omnipotent reigneth is the same name in fact in the greek is the same but in revelation 19 verse 6 the lord god omnipotent reigneth the lord god so we find the word omnipotent but it's the same as almighty the reason is that the latin is used here instead of the of, of the greek or the english so omnipotent and we've heard the word omnipotent the omnipotence of god for for a long time god is omnipotent omni means all you see omni is a latin word o-m-n-i it's a latin word which means all and potent actually means able to do and to have all power the word potent able to do and to have all power so omnipotent describes the fact that god is able to do everything and he has all power god has all power and he's able to do everything omnipotent god is omnipotent he has all he's able to meet every need he's able to he has all power he possesses an incomprehensible plenitude of power in first Timothy 6 verse 15 which in his times he shall show who is the blessed and the only potentate king of kings and lord of lords he will show the blessed and the only potentate king of kings i like the the name potentate hallelujah potentate that's one of the names of jesus he's the potentate it's linked to the word omnipotence potentate in the greek describes one who alone has all power and who governs the universe from an occupied throne one who alone has all power and who governs the universe from an occupied throne he's the potentate mama mama he governs all the universe he's omnipotent he has every power and i like the bible you know the bible describes the very parts of god now God is not composed of parts, but sometimes the Bible describes the, the year of God, the eyes of God, the face of God, just to for us to understand God, you know, in human terms. But God is not a man, you understand. He doesn't have a physical parts. He's not composed of physical body. He has a spirit body, the body of glory. He is incorporeal. Uh -huh. He is the embodiment of lights. Thou that covereth thyself with lights as with garment. So some, but sometimes God is described in human parts. That is what we call anthropomorphism. That word. And he describes with human emotions anthropopathism. So, 
The Bible speaks of God's eyes. God's eyes speaks of his omniscience. Eyes stands for knowledge. Omniscient, the all-seeing or the all-knowing God, the omniscient, the all-knowing or the all-seeing. But when the Bible speaks of God's hand, it describes God's power. God's hand is his power. God's hand is his power. So when we say the hand of the Lord has come upon you, that's his power. And today the hand of God is everywhere. The Bible said, you know what, what his hand can accomplish? The Bible said, who has ascended up into heaven and who has descended? Who has guarded the wind in his fist? <laughs> who has established the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? Proverbs 30 verse 4. I like the way Solomon put it. <laughs> Can you imagine? He even prophesied, what is his name and what is his son's name? Proverbs 30, verse 4. So, now, he's asking a question. Who has ascended and who has descended? And who has guarded the wind in his fist? You know the fist? Hmm. All the winds of the earth, God guards it in his fist. So, when God was creating the world, all the wind was in his fist. And he was just... Asia, Africa, Australia, Europe... You have to fear the one who can get the wind in his fist. You have to fear him. <laughs> can you imagine? How do you get the wind? Then the Bible said, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains on scales and the hills in balances? Who had taught the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor has directed him? Isaiah 40 verse 12, he says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Now, Isaiah is describing the original creation, how God created the universe and created the earth. So when God was creating the earth, all the waters on earth was in his hands. So God poured Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Caspian Sea, the Aegean Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, the Dead Sea. He came to Ghana, Lake Bosumke. <laughs> the Nile River so he measured all the waters on the earth and he was pouring them from his hand so who has measured the waters in the whole of his hand that, that's God's power in display you see how absurd it is if you can't trust him his hand the, the living Bible says who has measured the sky with the span of his hand has measured the sky with a span. A span is this with a span. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that the nations before him are as a drop of, of a bucket and are counted to him as the very small dust of the balance. Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beast thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. In verse 15 of Isaiah 40, he's describing the almightiness of God. The immensity of God. He says that the nations before him are as a drop of a bucket. Just go home and take a bucket and put your hands in the bucket. And drop, put a drop of water in a bucket. All these nations that are boasting, that is how they are before God. Drop. Then it gets interesting 
it gets worse. The Bible says they are, they are as a small dust of the balance. Let me explain. When you go to the abattoir to buy meat, they measure it on, in a balance on scales. Is that not so? Now, in those days, whatever you buy, it was measured on scales because they were not using money or coins. They were using shekels. Now, when you go to the abattoir to buy meat, sometimes even at the malls, they will measure the weight and you pay according to the weight. That is what was done in those days. But if dust comes on the scale, can it read? Can it read? That's how the Bible says the nations are before God. And the Bible didn't even say dust. It says the small dust. <laughs> Not even the big dust. The small dust of the balance. That's how they are before God. The Bible says they are counted to him as nothing. If you go down, 16, 17. They are nothing and they are less than nothing. And vanity. The word vanity in the Hebrew is the word for soap bubble. When you were young, did you ever make a soap bubble? How long does a soap bubble stay? Not even five minutes. <laughs> soap bubble. That's the word vanity here. The nations are before him as soap bubble. My, my, my. God is great. His hand is his power. Habakkuk was praying. He was praying for the mighty move of God. Habakkuk said, God came from Teman, which means the right hand of God. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. His glory was as the light and there were horns coming out of his hands and there was a hiding place of his power. Hallelujah. Before him went forth the pestilence and burning coals were under his feet. He stood and measured the nations. He, he, he stood and measured the earth. He drove ascending the nations. The perpetual hills did bow. The everlasting mountains were scattered. I saw the tent of Kushan in affliction and the curtains of the land of Media did tremble. Years ago, I preached a message entitled, When God Comes to Town. <laughs> With these verses. I saw the tent of Cushan in affliction and the curtains of the land of Midian. Remember the days of um, Gideon and the Midianites? There were 300,000 going to fight against the Midianites, were even more. They were reduced to 300. And Gideon said, When we go against them, when I shout, the sword of God and of Gideon, they were going to battle, but they had no sword. You know what they were having? Clay. Ethan uh, uh, pitcher with light inside, an Ethan vessel with light inside, and a trumpet. How do you go to war with this? And your number is only 300. So he shouted, The sword of God and of Gideon. Meanwhile, they were having no swords. And they used a the trumpet to crush the Ethan vessel. And the Ethan vessel was broken, and the light was shown. And they had a victory. And the people killed themselves. This is that verse. All along, God was behind doing the work. Hallelujah. Like what God is doing in love economy. You don't know how things are happening, but there's a force behind. <laughs> doing everything. <laughs> so when the treasure, when the vessel was broken, the earthen vessel was broken, the treasure came up. In the same way, there is this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power. That's another message. Hallelujah. 
but God is mighty. Alright, so we have spoken about the almightiness of God, the, the, the English almighty, then the what? The Latin omnipotence. Then in the Greek, the same word in the Greek, the word almighty or the name almighty is the word pantocrator. Pantocrator. He is the pantocrator. So Latin will say, the Latin will say omnipotence. But the Greek will say the pantocrator. Pantocrator. Now, Pantocrator literally means the one who has his hands on everything. The one who has his hands on everything. It's two words put together, Pan and Kratos. Now, in the Greek, Pan means all, and Kratos means dominion. So he, he has all dominion, the Pantocrator. The one who has his hands on everything. Ma, 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 ma. His hands on everything. Who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things, all tapanta, everything by the word of his power. That is Jesus. He upholds, he sustains all things by the word of his power. Brethren, Jesus is the Almighty. Remember in Re Revelation 1, verse 8, you know how he introduced himself. He says, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the ending, which is which was and which is to come, the Almighty. That's how Jesus introduced himself. He introduced himself as the Almighty in the Greek, the Pantocrator, <laughs> the one who has his hand on everything, because he's the one who opposes all things by the word of his power. That's how Jesus, brethren, he is the power behind the force of gravity. He is the he is the force behind the earth imaginary axis. All these things that are mysteries to science, he is behind all of them. He is behind centripetal and centrifugal. How come atoms, negative, negative, are able to join together? Because he is the force of adhesion. He is the principle of cohesion and adhesion in the universe. He holds everything. He is the reason the earth is hanging and not falling. He is a pantocrator. He is the one who has his hands on your life. If he's to take his hands, your life will disintegrate. He's the one who has his hands on your family. He's the one who has his hands on your job, on your money, in this ministry. Therefore, we will not fear because the Pantocrator is with us. The one who has all dominion. He himself, the Dunastis, the Omnipotent, he is with us. There is no fear. There is no fear. There is no fear of war and rumors of wars. There is no fear of disease and corona and any other thing. There is no fear of anything from Russia or Ukraine. There is no fear of anything because the Almighty is with us. Hallelujah. God is our refuge and our strength. The very present help in time of trouble. Therefore will not we fear. Though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. So, no, no matter what happens, the Almighty Himself is all around us. Mama, Katai. Thank you, Jesus. He's with us. Thank you, Jesus. Then, the fourth one Hebrew. You know, you cannot miss Hebrew. We can't miss Hebrew. Hebrew is the original language. The original language. The first language. Understand? 
the original language, Hebrew. I believe Adam and Eve spoke Hebrew. Now, Hebrew is God's language, actually, the original language. Before the Tower of Babel. All right. What's the Hebrew for Almighty? Shaddai. Shaddai. Maybe you are wondering why I'm, why I'm not saying El Shaddai. El Shaddai is God Almighty. So when you say God Almighty, God is El. So God Almighty is El Shaddai. But when you see, you see just Almighty is Shaddai. Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. Now, Shaddai means the all-powerful one who is competent to meet, ev- to meet every need. The all-powerful one who is competent to meet every need. It means the all-sufficient one who is able, able to do anything and to meet every need or to meet any need. The all-sufficient one. Shaddai. It will interest you where the word Shaddai comes from. Now, the word Shaddai is from the word Shad. Shad. And in Hebrew, Shad is the word for a woman's breast. Shad is the word for a woman's breast or the breast milk. It's the word Shad. So let's unfold what, what this El Shaddai is. When a baby is born, what does a baby need the most? What does a baby need the most? Breast milk. A baby needs milk. All right. The mother supplies all the milk that the baby needs. And you should understand that all the needs of a child, all the needs of a baby, are actually supplied through the breast milk. True or false? In fact, a baby doesn't need to eat jollof rice. A baby doesn't need to eat gari and beans. A baby doesn't need to eat tozafi. A baby doesn't need to eat all of these. All that the baby needs is the breast milk. Because every nutrient is there. The baby doesn't even have to drink water. Because water is, in it, is hidden in the breast milk. Every need the baby will ever have is supplied by the breast milk. It's so powerful. So the breast milk supplies all the nutrients the baby will ever need. Doc, is that so? Doc has confirmed it. Hallelujah. It's amazing how that God, you see, God calls himself the Shaddai. The Shaddai. And Shad is a woman's breast producing milk, supplying all the needs and the nutrients a baby needs. So when God comes to you as a Shaddai, you know what he's saying? Every need of yours, I'm able to supply. <laughs> Every need of yours, I'm able to supply. But actually, Shaddai literally means the multi-breasted one. So God, he doesn't have only one breast. He doesn't have only two breasts. He's multi-breasted. 
So what do you need? <laughs> what do you need? He's all sufficient. He's all nourishing. What do you need? Do you need comfort? He comforts you by the breast of his consolation. What do you need? Hallelujah. Maybe when you were born, you didn't take breast milk, so I don't know what I'm, I'm saying. How many of you can remember taking breast milk? Hey, people have raised their hands up. <laughs> Those days, I used to tell my wife wild stories. I told my wife that when uh, my mother gave birth to me, I left at the hospital and took a taxi and went home. <laughs> Wild stories. Praise God. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. The multi-breasted one. There's a curse in Hosea. He says, give them, oh God, what will, will thou give them? What's that curse? He says, Give them, oh Lord, what would I give them? It says dry breast and a miscarrying womb. It's a curse in the Bible. Can you imagine? God's breast is not dry. It's all nourishing. He's able to feed us. Supply all our needs. Hallelujah. He's multi-breasted. The Bible says, my God. So literally, as Shaddai, Shaddai means more than enough. The one who is more than enough because he's multi-breasted. Everything you need, you need more than enough. Multi-breasted. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The word supply, you understand, is in Greek is where we get the word surplus. Surplus. So when God supplies, he supplies and there is excess. He supplies and there is extra. You see, the blessings of God is beyond what you can carry. It's more than enough. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He's the God of abundance. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. All we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. I remember when Jacob was blessing his sons. He began blessing. He blessed Reuben. Blessed all of them. Naphtali, Issachar. When he came to Joseph, because the birthright came to Joseph. In Genesis 49, he blessed Joseph with the blessing of the breast and of the womb. You are blessing your sons and you, you bless him with the blessing of the breast and the womb. It's spiritual. He's not saying his wife should have breast. <laughs> the blessing of the breast and the womb. The womb is for begetting. The breast is for nourishing. The womb begetting life, the breast nourishing life. What is born of God, God is able to nourish and sustain it. You understand? The womb is for begetting. We are born of the womb of God, but God is able to nourish us for all that we ever need. Praise God. Once upon a time, the Israelites asked a wrong question in the wilderness. Psalm 78, verse 19. Can God furnish us a table in the wilderness? Can God furnish us a table in the wilderness? That's the wrong question they asked. Psalm 78 verse 19. Can God 
furnish us a table in the wilderness. Because they were in the wilderness and they were asking questions. Because if God, if, if God will feed us, how will he do it? We are in the wilderness. You, you cannot grow plants here. The place is arid, patched, and dry. How will God do it? If God wants to give us food and bless us, how can he do it? Now maybe you are in a, a fixed situation and you're also asking yourself the same question. Can God furnish me a table in the wilderness? Because you are saying that, where will help come from? Looking at me, how can I make it? Looking at my family, how will it be? How can I have a good wife? How can I have a good husband? How can I have this? How can I have that? How can I be delivered from this? How can I? You are looking around and looking at the means by which God will do it. You see, faithlessness is when we start looking at the means by which God will do it. How will God do it? Who will God use? Will he use this uncle? Will he use this person? Or that person? How will, will it happen? Looking at my job, there cannot be promotion. Look at my, my I know I'm, when you measure my effort, it's nothing to write home about. Promotion may never come. Looking at me, well, I come to tell you that promotion cometh not from the west, not from the south, not from the east. It comes from above. Can God furnish us a table in the wilderness? Can that trouble be fixed? Can that addiction stop? Can that rent be paid? <laughs> you see, can that rent be paid? Can God furnish us a table? That is why we are here today. It's a miracle day. You shouldn't be asking yourself how, how, or can, can. Faith doesn't say can. Can. Faith doesn't say can. Faith says God has done it. God has the ability. He has done it. Can God furnish us a table? Where will you find a table in the desert or in the wilderness? They tempted God. And the Bible said that God rained manna from heaven. Man did eat angels' food. Food. God gave them the corn of heaven. They ate the bread of the mighty. All of a sudden, there came the dew. And there came the manna. God was showing them that he can furnish a table in the wilderness. The Bible says man did eat angels' food. Man ate the corn of heaven. My, 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 my. Listen, according to rabbinical literature, the manna that came in a daily rate, you see, the manna came daily for the 40 years in the wilderness. But the rabbis now tell us that the manna was so wide. It, it, it came with such intensity and it's, it was so widespread that daily when the manna fell, it occupied the space of 2,000 cubits square with a depth of 50 to 60 cubit. So the rabbi says that with the quantity of manna that came daily, a daily manna could have fed the Israelites for 2,000 years. <laughs> you see what God can do? <laughs> He's the more than enough. He's more than enough. You see, God cannot be limited. It is our faith that limits God. How can the infinite God be limited? They limited the, the Bible says they limited the Holy One of Israel. We limit Him by our unbelief. We limit Him by our doubt. We limit Him. We ask questions. Can, will, how we limit Him? Makote kataye shabarateke now, that was the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, remember that there was once upon a time they were in the desert. 
And Jesus had continued with the people for 5,000 for three days, three nights. And Jesus asked Philip, from whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Jesus didn't say how. He says where. He was looking at, he was asking the location to buy. Why? Because Philip was of Bethsaida and that is where they were. So Philip knew the terrain. So he was asking Philip. And Philip said, <laughs> ah, Master Pa, what are you talking about? 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient that everyone may take a little. So doubt came in. I believe Philip is a mathematician. He quickly calculated. 200 penny worth. A penny was a day's wage. So he's saying, he said, he's literally saying, working for 200 years, 200, sorry, days of salary, working for 200 days, the salary is not sufficient to buy food that everyone may take a little. Look, he was looking at the magnitude of the problem, but the El Shaddai was just standing there. The Bible says he himself knew what he would do. <laughs> then Andrew turned and saw, the Bible says, a little lad. Brethren, he was a, a lad. I can, tell, I, can, I can tell you his age. Yeah, because the Bible said, he uses the word paderis. And paderis is, between, paderis is five to six years. So we are talking about Kweku. So we are talking about Kweku's lunch. <laughs> so this boy, I don't know, he, just, he was just there, maybe he belonged to, and he was just holding five loaves of bread, two fishes. Let me, let me trust you. The Bible didn't say, the Bible said it was, it was barley. Now barley was bread for the poor. Wheat was bread for the rich. So what he was holding was barley. And it wasn't bread as we understand bread. It was actually cracker. It was five small pieces of crack crackers. <laughs> you see, crackers, they were just very small. Five of them. And it was the food for the poor. Barley was for the poor, wheat was for the rich. And the Bible says, how many fishes? Two small fishes. Now, in the Greek, in the, the Greek description of the fish is the size of our sardines. Uh, Titus. <laughs> Not the Titus in the Bible. Tit sardine Titus. <laughs> so imagine five crackers and two sardines. Two sardines. <laughs> so little. So Andrew said, ah, but what are they among many? So we see now Philip and Andrew. Philip saw the magnitude of the problem. Andrew saw the littleness of the supply. Two groups of Christians in the church. They first see how big their problem is. Hey, this one here. <laughs> hey, this one is big old. The second also see, okay, okay, my rent is 10,000 Ghana. But what I have is 100 Ghana. It's just 1%. What are they among so many? So when you look at it, it almost, what you see is impossibility. How can you pay the rent? How can you pay the fees? How can you? You are gazing on the littleness of the supply. The, the Phillips are also seeing how big the problem is. And they are calculating, calculating, calculating. 
but they forgot to see they didn't see the fullness of the one who stood in the midst of them <laughs> look they are taking their attention on him and they are looking at the needs they are looking at their needs their eyes were off him today if you turn your eyes from your problem from that rent problem from that addiction take your eyes from it forget about the impossibility of that problem and if you can turn to him and see him the miracle worker you see what he will do then jesus said make the man sit down <laughs> i like jesus make the man sit down he specializes in impossibilities that's how come this year we are going to work in impossibilities yeah what the mind cannot comprehend we begin to work in them the world will pause and look at us and say who are these it has already started i hear this area the, the people in the area are saying you are occult they've not seen anything yet if in the beginning they, they say you are occult how about the middle <laughs> how about when you start bringing helicopters to church Because pastor, you see helicopter to church. Because you see, the work is too big. He cannot waste time in traffic. And Jesus is coming and we must hasten his time. And so it's going to happen. <laughs> you better believe God. Because where we are going, the street is gold. So if you don't like blessing, better stay down here. If I, have, if I have problem with prosperity, you better not, not don't go to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. How can God? Look, there's a light. How many, how many money do they need for their daily consumption? But you just bamboozle them. It's more than enough. God is going to bless you so much that you go like, why, 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 why? <laughs> it's a miracle day. We are receiving everything that is ours. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said, make the men sit down. So they began to sit down. Now the Bible says that the men were about 5,000. The men were about 5,000. Amazingly, in the Greek, the Greek, Greek word for men is anthropos. But the Bible says that men were about 5,000. The word is not anthropos. The word is andres. It's Andres. Now, in the Greek, Andres is the word for household. Household. Or heads of household. Husbands who are heads of household. So, when Jesus said, make the men sit down, the Andres, he was saying that they should sit down in their families. And according to their clans and families, is the word Andres. So you see that families, 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 they are all scattered. So we have the Andres and we have the man or the husband who is the head of them. So they give the, to him and he distributes amongst them. So actually, it was talking about 5,000 households. 5,000 families. <laughs> 5,000. So scholars believe that the people could have been 40,000. 40,000 people. How can God feed 40,000 people with Pekus lunch? 
destiny is not even quick lunch, quick dessert. How can it be? But God specializes in impossibilities. He is the omnipotent. And you know how it happened? In Mark 6, verse 40 and 41, the Bible says that Jesus took the bread and two things. Verse 41, he broke it. And he gave it. He broke it. He broke the loaves and gave. Now, in the Greek, the word break is in the AORS tense. He broke it only once. But the word give is in imperfect tense. You know, imperfect. So he so where did the miracle take place? So he broke it once. Then he gave and began to give and give and give. So the multiplication happened in his hands. So he just broke the bread into two. Then he began to, then they become four. And it began to increase, become six. He filled one basket and two baskets and three baskets and four baskets and five baskets and 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 900 to, to about 4,000 until 12 baskets was left full. The fragment. So the miracle was in the hands of the omnipotent. The hands of the omnipotent. The miracle was in his hands. So it doesn't matter how little the supplies put that little thing in his hands because a miracle is in the hands of Jesus. The multiplication is in the hands of Jesus. Where are you focusing today? Are you looking at the littleness of the supply or the magnitude of the problem? Jesus is not supplying our needs by the poverty of our faith, but by the riches of his grace. Forget about yourself and fix your eyes on him. And as you fix your eyes on him, the little will be maximized. The little one shall become a thousand and a small one shall become a great nation. God is turning situations around and God is making you a thousand times more. The needs are being met. Every barricade is taken away. Every hindrance is uplifted. Listen, while we look not on the things that are seen, this blessed day begin to see in, into the spirit. See celestial things. See possibilities. What do you see? What can God do for you? What can you believe for? What can you believe for? Till about Till about Till about Till about Till about Listen, there is coming a radical move of God in these last days. God is going to do a speedy work before his son returns. And the church is about to take over so many things. That's why God is anointing your eyes today. And I'm telling you, now I, I heard today that today in, in Ukraine, there are about 15 million displaced persons. And half of all children in Ukraine are displaced. They can't even have the, find their parents. They can't find their parents. So obviously this is the work of the devil. Praise God. There's a move of God. Eh? It, it's amazing. In the area of industry. Commerce. Look. It's all for the gospel's sake. That is why you are breaking forth every barricade. It's going to be massive. We are going to sponsor. We are going to sponsor project. <laughs> Look. One day you will sit down and sign a check. That will build 10 church buildings. Oh my, 10 church buildings by a single check. Ma, 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 ma. 
what do you see you are stepping out of every impossibility whether it is personal or family it is time to live for others it is wanting to be blessed if you can pay your own school fee your, your, the school fees of your children you are blessed but if you can pay the fees of other children then you are a blessing it's not enough to be blessed to cater for your family to be a blessing Ma, 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 it's a miracle day. God is furnishing you a table for every need. He's furnishing. He's furnishing. He's furnishing. Ba, ba, ba. He's furnishing. Miracle in marriages. Miracle in marriages. Healing in your bodies. God furnishes a table in the wilderness. Baba, Shita, Kata. Blessed is she that believeth. <laughs> There shall be a performance of those things which were spoken of the Lord. There shall be. There shall be. There shall be. Listen. The first time God appeared to Abraham, the, the first revelation of God as El Shaddai was to Abraham. In Genesis 17, when he was 90, 99 years. When Abraham was 99 years, God appeared to him and God revealed himself as the Lord, Lord God Almighty. Walk before me and be that perfect. The Almighty. The Almighty God. El Shaddai. He appeared to Abraham as the El Shaddai. The first appearance or the first introduction, the law of first mention, the first mention of El Shaddai, the Almighty when God revealed himself as almighty to Abraham, you know what he did? He changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. The first time almighty is used, God changed his name from Abraham, Abraham to Abraham. The second time El Shaddai is used, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So the first time El Shaddai is used in the Bible, there was a change of name. The second time El Shaddai is used in the Bible, there was a change of name. That means we have the law of first mention and the law of second mention telling us that El Shaddai actually denotes a change of name. Now, a change of name speaks of a change of confession. Because in the Bible, name is actually confession. Prior to the revelation of God, he was called Abram. Abram means assumed father. He's a father figure. But Abram is a father of many nations. So now, God said, you are the father of many nations. By the revelation of the name El Shaddai. So now, from that time, Abraham's confession changed. Oh, hello, I'm the father of many nations. Hello. So whenever he says, hello, I'm Abraham, he was literally saying, hello, I'm the father of many nations. Before he became Israel, he was Jacob. So prior to the change of name, when he meets you, he says, hello, I am the, I, I'm a deceiver. Because that's Jacob. <laughs> I'm a supplanter. So it was a confession of that which was negative. But when God appeared to Jacob as El Shaddai, he now become, became Israel. So from that time, his confession changed. So hello, I'm a prince having power with God. That's Israel. Hello, I'm a prince having power with God. And understand, the moment Abraham's confession changed, in three months, Sarah conceived. The moment his confession changed, in three months, Sarah conceived. When Jacob was changed to Israel, his circumstances changed. He was liberated from his enemies. So Isaac came just three months after the change of name. So 
revelation precedes confession. El Shaddai actually speaks of Urabaka, a change of name, a change of confession. And, and this blessed, this blessed is a morning or afternoon, afternoon. I don't know what you can see, but something has been changed about you. Because he told me that this is a miracle day. He is the Almighty amongst us. The Shaddai, Shaddai, the Shaddai, the Shaddai. What do you see yourself become? What do you see yourself become? What you confess is what you possess. What you confess is what you possess. Faith confession creates realities. Can you say something for just two minutes? Can you say something for two minutes? Can you say something for two minutes? Can you say something for two minutes? Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Bakati. Oh. El Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. The Shaddai. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen. I want you to laugh. Just start laughing. Just laugh. Just laugh. Just laugh. Laugh yourself in victory. Glory. 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 One more time. If the laughter is not coming, pretend. Come begin to laugh. <laughs> laugh. <laughs> laugh. 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 Give God a laugh offering. A laugh offering. A laugh offering. Laugh. 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 Glory. 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 Your miracle is here. Your miracle is here. Your breakthrough is here. The answer is now. I see victory in the spirit. You have it. Give God a shout of praise. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.